0: The Bible points to Jesus Christ. He came to save us from our sins and restore us to a greater paradise than the one Adam lost. You've been listening to Learn the Bible in a Year, presented by Bibles for the World. Now you can learn and understand the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Sign up today to receive 1 month free of Learn the Bible in a Year. Short, practical lessons designed to help you understand God's word. You'll get the first month of lessons free when you visit biblesfortheworld.org/book. That's biblesfortheworld.org/book.
1: W-T-R-J, Orange Park, Jacksonville. W-A-Y-L, St. Augustine. W-A-T-Y, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com.
2: I'm Ruth Kramer with Mission Network News. Houthi rebels and U.S. forces exchange tit-for-tat fire in the Red Sea. The Houthis say their strikes on Red Sea shipping are a show of support for Palestinians and Hamas. Meanwhile, the Biden administration added the Houthis back onto the State Department's Entities of Particular Concern, or EPC, list last week. Yemen is one of the world's toughest places to follow Christ. Ask the Lord to provide for His followers in Yemen, and pray the EPC changes won't hinder gospel work. And we often talk about Iran because something bad is underway. The regime is persecuting Christians or cracking down on human rights. Yet the primary focus of today's story is how your prayers make a tangible difference. Transform Iran's Lana Silk says, The Lord is doing incredible things in Iran because men and women of God have been on their knees praying. You can find time-sensitive and general prayer needs, as well as more information about Transform Iran at missionnews.org. Mission Network News is service of One Way Ministries. I'm Ruth Kramer. Mission
1: sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one.
0: Zero. All engines running,
3: commit, off. Hello, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Wednesday, January the 17th, I believe it is. I'm David Gray, along with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries, and as always, we are so happy that you've joined us here on SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and we are moving along in our a study of Mark after our break for the holidays, and, and, and Doug and Brad kind of talking last week about our word for 2024 right at SWAT, which is abide, abiding yes. in Jesus.
4: abide.
3: Uh-huh. So good to see you, Doug. Good to be here again.
4: Yes, it's good to have you back, and like I said, always good to uh, have you here. And uh, it is 2024, and boy,
3: it is... <laughs> Remember when we were kids, yeah. you know, being that you and I are around the same age, <clears throat> you know, born in 1960 something, the early sixties and, um, thinking as a kid about the year 2000 and mm. what it would be like. And, you know, we grew up on the Jetsons cartoon and different <laughs> things like that. And, and, and now here we are. And I guess a lot of the things that, you know, we did think about back then and that were portrayed, some were crazy and would never come true but some certainly have like a watch where you could see the person you're talking to remember remember the cartoon Dick <laughs> Tracy where he used to talk into his watch i know yeah man. yeah and where you could see the other person on a on a telephone call i know that's I, what i'm saying and, and we, yeah we take it for granted now and but think about back when we were on our old rotary phones yeah you know and uh you'd never would have imagined that and so. now
4: that i saw a guy the other day they did a thing on social media where they showed um this guy like on a a little jet pod like like george jetson mm-hmm. used to drive yeah around yeah. You know? yeah Yep. so anyway yep. um anyway uh don't know again This isn't a sports program. It's a men's discipleship, but Dave and I keep up with sports. We both like sports, as a lot of our listeners do, uh, especially if they're guys, right? Uh, And sometimes ladies, too, but mostly guys. NBC faces backlash. You know why? C.J. Stroud for the Texans uh, was interviewed, and immediately, one of the first things out of his mouth is, Mm. I want to thank Jesus Christ. Yep, yep. Um, uh, they edited that out of his, his thing. He says, first and foremost, I want to give all glory to my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Um, he said before then talking about Houston and the support he's received and, um, you know, uh, they, uh, NBC's X account or what used to be Twitter showed him speaking but it started with him praising the city. They just completely cut out the part about Jesus. Why? They don't want to be putting that out there. Mm-hmm. And which is crazy because
3: they're not putting it out there. That's what he said. Right. That is his interview. Now, did they? was it a live interview? I saw the no. headline, but I didn't read the story. Did they cut it or cut it in a delay from the live interview? No, 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 no. no. The live interview, they couldn't start right. because okay. it was right, right there. Okay.
4: But he just goes on. And, and and they talk about the love for the city uh, but they edited out that part you know they should have the the interview wasn't that long they should have just put it out there mm-hmm. but yes. th- they wanted to put out there so much for freedom of speech huh yeah why did they remove him saying i want to give all glory and praise yeah. to my lord jesus i mean like th- that's crazy they they we live dave in a Uh, time of censorship now yep the powers that be and they did it in covid they did it in the 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 election and they're going to do it this year during the election obviously i don't trust social media but the thing about radio and this is what's so cool is about what we get to do there is no editing of what goes out or what comes in like like that call yesterday was a legitimate call from a lady named Winston. And by the way, Winston, uh, a lot of people have been praying for mm-hmm. you today. Yep. I, I talked to a lot of people who heard that call. They they were heartbroken for you, and they want you to know that they are praying today for you. Amen. That's so, great. So, uh, But uh, O.C.J. Stroud is very open. He's always been open about his faith. Yep. And a lot yep. of the people in Houston love that. They love that value, that he's a man of faith in Jesus. And so, uh, I, I I mean, you know, people didn't like it when Tim Tebow did it. They're not going to like it anymore for C.J. Stroud. Yeah. But he I love what he said. He said, a lot of knowing that God wouldn't put me on anything I can't handle. I don't deserve his grace and mercy, but he gives it to me. And I love him for that. It's not about me. It's about him and his glory. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's where it comes from. God made me like that. I've, I've been through a lot. He says, not only in football, but things that make me kind of chill when everything's going crazy. And I thank him for putting that in me because that's what you got to have to play in the position I'm playing in.
3: Um, And what I like about that is a guy like Stroud and of course, Tebow was the same way. And there's been lots of guys that are believers that are this way. They're not just saying those things when they win. Right. They're saying those things no matter what happens. Yeah. And and a lot of times the criticism of somebody giving Jesus credit or or praising God, they'll say things like, Oh, well, they're praise you you're praising God for the win because you won. And and no, they're praising God for first of all being their savior and their mm-hmm. king. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But secondly, just putting them in the position and giving them the opportunity and giving them the platform, win or lose. Uh-huh. And and you see genuine believers come across like that. Now, have there been guys who come out after they win and say, I'd like to thank the man upstairs and no, all that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, that might be a little cavalier about it and not uh, really get it, uh, probably. But I like the guys that are consistent, no matter what the circumstance, yes, win or lose. Yeah, and so he has...
4: That, i thought that was great that that was the first words out of his mouth yeah and uh but the the story is that they edited that out because they didn't they didn't want to put that in there yeah
3: i was reading just happened to be in john chapter eight in my own reading the other day where jesus is talking to the religious leaders and that whole that whole discourse on whether or not someone is a child of god or a child of the devil <laughs> yeah and 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 you and i have talked about this you know for everything and all the stuff that we talk about and all the stuff that the the Bible contains and and it really comes down to there's just two groups of people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And they are those, you know, they're believers and unbelievers. And um there is even though like we know the kingdom like we were talking about yesterday has invaded the the kingdom of Satan in this world. Um there is a there's no doubt about the final outcome and Jesus has won the victory yeah. for, for us but but there's still a struggle in this world. Yeah. Um between the two camps and um and, there, we're, and, and we we that. and there always yeah. will be, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, on another kind of light note, lighter note, of, you know, well light. Light, lighter in terms of just a little it's similar but different. We talk about how much we we like sports and, and 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 part of the reason by the way is I think sports you can learn you can teach a lot about life and about what we believe and what our values are through, through sports. Right. And sports yeah. are unscripted. They're one of the last unscripted things, Yeah. <laughs> right. In, in, in entertainment and um but uh, of all things, and you and I, I guess I'll preface this. You and I also like good comedians, right. Guys that are clean yeah. and, and the superiority of clean comedy is, Without question in my mind. It's just it's so much better than anything that's raunchy or... Yeah. Oh yeah. And Kelly and I, she's she's had a my wife's had a tough trip recently out to see a stepmom and her mother who are in decline and she decided, you know, we could use some laughs last night and we were watching some Larry the cable guy. Yeah. And and just so funny. So funny. Some whether you I don't know, people may not care for him. I you know, I, I like him a lot. And but anyway, we got watching an interview with him. Mm. Uh, where he's in his own persona. You know, Larry the Cable Guy is a character that he's he's created. His real voice doesn't sound like Larry, doesn't sound like get her done, you know. (laughs) But he is a strong follower of Jesus. Really? Yes.
4: I did not know that. And
3: in this interview, we saw... You mean Mater? Mater Mater (laughs) from the movie Cars. And by the way, the story of how he got that role is really funny and cool. Um, But yeah, he is a... Jesus follower and in this interview it was on a it was on a podcast called The Rural Americans of all things, the yeah. rural Americans. And he talked for about five minutes about what it means for him to be a follower of Jesus. And man, he was spot on. He and he and he actually used he used the word in that interview. He talked about the sanctification process and how, you know, God brings us through things and changes us and, that. and he was spot on with a lot of things so I was really encouraged to see that and how um how open he was about talking about it and uh it, it was really cool so yeah I is I I think I knew I had heard him um in in his act yeah. actually talk about he was doing some jokes about being overweight and eating too much. And he said around Christmas, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Advent calendar <laughs> really killed him. And uh, But he said, talked about, you know, we celebrate Christmas because we love the Lord Jesus. Yeah. He actually said that in his act. And then in this interview, he he expands on his faith. But really, really good if you ever get a chance to, to listen to him.
4: Well, um, have you, did you, I don't know if you uh, caught the briefing today, but it was, I thought it was funny. They had this article on, um, there's uh, something called New Orleans Wings. Have you heard of those? No. New Orleans, it's a dish. Nollins Nolans style wings. As a
3: Bostonian trying to say Nolans, that's Nolens, pretty bad.
4: Yeah. But anyway, the Wall Street Journal carried an article about these New Orleans Wings that are a global hit, especially in China. But the thing is, the... Uh, that the new orleans wings aren't really a new orleans thing. So some guy decided to make wings and and give them an american name and he he liked the name new orleans so he called them new orleans wings but there's nothing new orleans okay. about it. Uh and so it it's kind of like um you know um hawaiian pizza has nothing to do with hawaii right it was a canadian creation yeah actually. except that pineapples are grown
3: in hawaii i guess yeah. right, right. But,
4: and and swedish meatballs come from turkey they're yeah, not yeah. really swedish right. you know that right? right yeah uh and and so um uh, a general so's chicken was not really born out of China. It was in New York. <laughs> Do you know that? Wow. Yeah, so, I don't know if I knew so, specifically. Th- so the thing about all these dishes is people just assign them a wing, or I mean a name, in like New Orleans wings, and you know you would think a New Orleans wings is something that New Orleans would be known for, mm. but, but there's not, and so it's just what we eat today. Is known by names. Remember, we just, used, I'm going to have some chicken. I'm going to have some, give me a burger or give me a steak or give me. Now you have to have names yeah. attached to everything. Yeah. yeah. Because like Nashville chicken, you know what Nashville chicken is. I right? do not. All right. You're so out of time. I am. Right. I am. During the break, I'm going to bring David up to speed on Nashville chicken and no New Orleans wings and all this stuff. But <laughs> anyway, Nashville chicken is like a hot chicken it's like a spicy okay. chicken, so uh with with like hot sauce so but it's breaded in as it's fried so uh, i'll show you a picture during the break okay, okay. take All us right. out and we'll come back and we'll get into mark because this is going really <laughs> off course
3: we are gonna take our first break on swat radio our number is eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. 777 7928 if you have a comment or a question or a concern we'd love to hear from you And like Doug said, we'll be back after the break to dive back into our
1: study in Mark. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the radio in St. Simons Island at 91.3.
0: If you've been walking
5: the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life
3: Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary. Happy to be with you here uh, live from Jacksonville on Wednesday, the 17th of January. And we uh we've been talking about a variety of things here. Well, in the first we, segment, well, we went tie into, that off. Yeah, on yeah, the food.
4: yeah. Yeah. Here's the whole point of it all. Is the global influence of even the food we eat today? Um, like you can't go into almost any city, even in the south, um, even very what I would consider rural areas, and not see a Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. somewhere. Think mm-hmm. about that for yeah. a second. Yeah,
3: um,
4: it's just this global influence on everything, and really. Uh, th- there is a desire for the globalization of everything, which is, I don't necessarily think is a great idea. Should we be open to try new things? Yeah. But I don't know if I want to centralize everything mm-hmm. that, that just seems to be, of course, it's going to lead to the Antichrist. The Antichrist is coming. We don't know when, uh, I was talking to a guy the other day
3: and he said, well, there's still a lot of stuff that has to take place. So well, we know the spirit of Antichrist, that John says, is in the world already, and that there have been many Antichrists in the world, right? Yeah. Any 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 kind of influence or philosophy or person or leader opposed, right, to the reign of God, I think, falls into that category of Antichrist, but certainly one final form of that coming at some point.
4: Yes, and... Um Hey, how about the weather today, o Dave? I mean, like, it's not bad here. I mean, uh, not down- compared to
3: other parts of the country. I did go out last night, though. We were going to have our first night below freezing last night. I was out there late turning my uh, water valves off on my sprinkler system. I One time years ago, I left those on, and we got a cold snap. Uh, I left them open, and we yeah. came home one night, and the ice had cracked a pipe in my sprinkler system and water was shooting 20 feet in the air so i had to uh, make i always have to make sure i turn those off and it was a little chilly
4: well and uh we're we're up to almost 50 so it's a balmy 48 here uh over in meridian it's still below 40 and then uh, virginia beach it's up there around mid 30s it's all yeah.
3: relative, I'll tell you, when I was a kid growing up in the northeast. Yeah, you grew af- up in Boston. Af- right? After a lot. Yeah, I grew up in a little town called Rockport north of Boston and folks- How many snow days did you get growing up mm-hmm. where you didn't have to go to school? I don't know, maybe 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 it depended on the winter, but on an average winter, maybe three or four per winter. And that was heavy snow. Right? Yeah, it would it would take a lot. If it, it just snowed a little bit. Today, maybe. they call off school much easier, I think, because they're concerned about liability and all that. But yeah. when I was a kid, um, you know, it was uh, my dad. When was I was a, a kid, we used to walk yeah. five
4: miles backwards yeah. up a hill. <laughs> in, in 1978, 22. I was a
3: sophomore in high school, and we had yeah. what is known in many parts of the country as the blizzard of 78. And uh we got 29 inches of snow in 24 hours Mm. and and i was going to a school outside of my hometown that took about a half an hour to get to and i didn't have school for two weeks Mm, so my dad was a teacher and on on a particular any day where it snowed heavily i could hear him yelling you know to himself to the uh, whoever was the superintendent of schools at that time come on johnson you know call it off (laughs) (laughs) So, we always used to want to have the school closed down for weather yeah but my it, my i'm sorry my original point was going to be it's all relative because if we went through a winter you know and it was late march and you got a 50 degree day in march we would be out in our driveway shooting baskets and just a t-shirt and jeans that or shorts so, yeah we it felt it felt great so it's all and fifty now,
4: degrees here is like right. freezing cold yeah that's right so that's right well, hey, we are in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, and we're just reviewing chapter one. Next week, we're gonna be going into chapter two. and yesterday, we reviewed really about the first fifteen verses. we were we we're kind of going over this whole idea again of of um, Jesus proclamation in verses fourteen and fifteen, just where he said, uh, he was proclaiming the gospel of God, saying the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel, the euangelion. And we talked about that word euangelion really meaning um, that God forgives sinners and brings them into his kingdom to be ruled and reigned over. That's what euangelion means. That's what they would have heard. A king's domain in their uh, day is where his will is obeyed. And David, we didn't talk about this yesterday, but in our culture, there is a lot of gospel distortions. And we really beat that over the time that we, we went into depth on this. And, uh, but the forgiveness-only gospel or the consumer gospel will take a portion of the good news, a portion of what happens, which is only part of the truth. And what's happened is it's produced a real lack of, uh, of what I call faith in action in America because uh, you, um, you see people who have, quote, prayed a prayer— but there really wasn't a heart change. They've acknowledged some facts about Jesus, but they've not embraced him as their Messiah. Mm. Because that's a bigger issue. To embrace him as Messiah is something that happens as a result of him drawing you, regenerating you. And, you know, growing up, I didn't hear a lot about that. Uh, I always thought it was my choice that drove everything, put you in the driver's seat. And probably nobody has explained it better than R.C. Sproul, that when you are dead, like Paul says, we were dead in our trespasses, a dead person does nothing.
3: Does not make a choice, certainly.
4: No, a dead person can do nothing. And so God, even the faith, in response as a gift from him uh, it, but we have a responsibility to give a correct gospel presentation to present the euangelion mm. jesus is king he's come to reign and uh he died on the cross he was a perfect human being who was the perfect sacrifice he died for our sin and died so that we could be in a right relationship with the father. Yeah. And um and so uh we, that that's really what he was talking about when he says repent, believe the what he's wanting you to believe in is him, not just the facts about him. That's where it goes wrong for a lot of people. They believe in the facts about Jesus but not him.
3: Yeah. And just to back up for a second to touch on what you were just saying about about, um, God, that it's a gift that God regenerates us and gives us the faith to respond positively, to believe, to repent. Mm -hmm. And some people might wonder or think, well, what difference does it make? What difference does it make if it's all of God um, and God gives the regeneration, God gives the faith, God gives the repentance, God gives the belief, or if it's the person who looks at the facts like you said and decides they believe
4: mm-hmm. and, and
3: and and the reason that it's important to get that right is because it has a huge our, our where we stand on all that has a huge impact on our view of god mm-hmm. and on our view of our situation right if we think we had a hand in it yes it leads to it leads possibly to pride it leads to thinking that god owes me something because i chose him Mm-hmm. right? Well, look, I, I made the decision. I gave this stuff up and I made the decision to accept you and follow you versus understanding, <laughs> like you said, we were dead. We were dead. And and hopeless and, and destined for hell, mm-hmm. destined to be under God's wrath for eternity. Mm-hmm. And God did all these things for us. Then that changes our attitude about not just accepting hopefully facts about Jesus and changes i I owe him everything yeah and so as you think about that and you
4: think about the gospel presentations you hear say on tv Mm -hmm. all right i understand what people are trying to do and getting a message out to people it's hard to explain in 30 seconds what jesus spent three and a half years trying to teach his disciples and so a better approach i believe is to let people know how they can call how they can you know give them a thought an element one thing you know for instance jesus said follow me he said repent believe follow me all right why what does the word repent means? If you want to know more, call this number. Mm-hmm. You know, what does it mean to really believe? If you want to know more, call this number Yeah, or, or write us or whatever. Instead of trying to affirm somebody's belief or saying
3: a prayer without really understanding what that even means. Yeah. Well, the Bible talks about counting the cost mm-hmm. of following. Yes. And I think that would fall into that. We don't want to have this easy believism and 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 like you said, validate that when the Bible itself says count the cost of following and understand. Yes. You know, take up your cross, Jesus said daily and follow me. Well, yeah. So that's a really
4: good point. Like when you think about following Jesus, and we covered this, why do we follow? What does it mean when he calls us to follow? And what happens as a result? Well why do we follow? That's our motivation. Well, first of all, we recognize our condition, right? We are uh, sinful. We are uh, people who are needy, and he's the one that can help meet that need. All right, we follow him because he's Messiah. Two, it's recognizing his authority and the fact that he is God's Messiah, but he's merciful. And he said, I came to what seek and save the lost. Three, it's recognizing that only Jesus can bring peace to our chaos. So our motivation for following Jesus is he's the only answer to our sin problem. He's the only answer to our separation problem with the Father. And so he's not going to make everything work out in your life here on earth to where you're rich you're happy all the time your bank you know your your bank accounts filled your carports filled with fancy cars that's not why he came he came so that he could make it right between you and the father that your sins would be forgiven and you would be in a right relationship with the father and when we come back uh we're, we're going to look at uh, a passage in luke where uh These people said, hey, I want to follow you. And Jesus said, you do? Well, uh, this is what it means. Mm -hmm. And he told them there was a cost like you talked about. And then we're going to get into the last part of Mark 1 about the leper because that's a good story to to finish our week on. Well,
3: we will be back after our break at the bottom of the hour for the news. Our number is 844-777-7928. You want to give us a call and come on back after the break here on SWAT Radio.
6: I'm John Scott. President Biden will host congressional leaders today to discuss national security funding. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton with that report.
0: Top lawmakers in both parties will sit down with the president at the White House. On the agenda is the administration's emergency request for billions of dollars in funding for Ukraine, Israel, the southern border, and
4: other national security measures. Over the past several weeks, House Republicans have been demanding
0: tougher immigration policies as part of those national security negotiations. Greg Clugston, Washington.
6: Also at SRNews.com, the State Department says it will relist Yemen's Houthi rebels as a global terrorist organization. Correspondent Bob Agnew with that report.
1: The move comes after recent Houthi attacks on international shipping and U.S. warships in the Gulf of Aden and the Red Sea. In a statement, Secretary of State Blinken wrote that the new designation, quote, seeks
4: to promote accountability for the group's terrorist activities. President Biden delisted the Houthis as terrorists when he first took office in early 2021. Houthi attacks have escalated in recent months following the Hamas terrorist attack on Israel in October. Bob Agnew reporting.
6: Russia fired two missiles at Kharkiv in northeastern Ukraine during the night, hitting apartment buildings and a medical center and injuring 17 people. It was among Moscow's latest strikes on civilian areas in the nearly two-year-old war. Both sides are looking to replenish their arsenals. Palestinian terrorists continue to put up resistance across Gaza. Israel has promised to win the return of more than 100 hostages that are still being held inside Gaza. Hamas in late November released most of the women and children held captive. Palestinians were released in return. The Dow is down 189 points, the Nasdaq off
0: 183. This is SRNU. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly healthcare costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Expect a few delays because of a crash near downtown on I-95 southbound before Adams Street. Also, there's some congestion building up on U.S. 17 Roosevelt Boulevard, northbound and southbound near NAS Jacks. Partly cloudy and cold tonight, low 34. Thursday, increasing clouds, high 63. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J.
3: Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary. Glad that you are with us as we continue here on SWAT Radio in our review of Mark Chapter 1, uh, which we've been going over uh, in our on the radio and in our studies uh, over the last semester or so, and uh, we'll be getting into Mark Chapter 2 um, next week. But, uh, Doug, you were, were talking before the break about... Uh, cost of following jesus and and by the way when we talk about that you know i was bringing up the difference between easy believism and and believing facts about jesus or thinking that as an individual you had something to do with your salvation and your your choosing of jesus when in fact it's all of god yeah um on the other hand i don't want to make it too complicated either in the sense that jesus said come to me all ye who are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. And my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the, the, the idea is it is all of him, but when he gives us the gift of faith and and belief and repentance, right? He yeah. doesn't put a huge burden on us. He, he took it himself. He right. Did. And uh, so, but, but there is a responsibility and a response required from us. And part of that response is, is following him yes. and, and, coming under his rule rather than our own self-rule. So um, just, you know, want to make sure, and I, and we've, like you said, we did a deep dive into this over the past many weeks and, but want to make sure we're, I'm, when I say we, I really mean me, <laughs> that I'm summarizing that correctly for my own, my own uh, sensibilities and for those who are listening. So.
4: Well, it's, it's easy. Um, when when you start talking about, those kind of things, um, you know, it's easy for us. I was talking to a guy um, today after SWAT. Sometimes when we get talking about um, the scriptures and stuff, it's easy for us to get very focused on one particular view of something. But one thing we can rest assured on, when Jesus says something, yeah, I mean, when he, he makes a statement, repent, believe and follow mm. it means repent <laughs> believe and follow yeah there's not a lot of ambiguity with those words you can go back and look at the words that they use the The good thing about the greek language it's very specific uh in in the way that the words mean the the tense you know the uh the whether it's uh Passive or active, all those. Remember those English terms that we used to have to. I, we hated, right? Yep. Always hated learning sentence structure and all that. But the Greek construction of a sentence was very uh, easy to help with interpretation. Where a lot of times, when we say the word uh, "believe," in our culture, has a lot of meanings. Right? Can mean just an intellectual assent, belief. Mm-hmm like I believe in George Washington and we, we kind of talked about that. Um, And so Jesus said, repent, believe and follow. And we we were talking about following specifically with the uh, context of the cost. And you know, you talked about counting the cost. There were some guys that went up to Jesus in Luke nine and they said, Hey, um, I want to follow you. And he said, the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. I mean, he said other stuff too. I mean, he said that foxes have holes, birds have nests. son of man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, uh, loneliness and rejection await. Mm-hmm. There is a cost in following. First Peter 4 talks about persecution. Why are you surprised at these fiery trials, right? Um, and so Jesus is saying that, you know, if we're going to follow him, we need to understand we have to embrace our alien status, our fact that we're aliens here on earth. This is not our home. Is that a hard thing
3: for us, David? It is. It, it is. I, I, it, yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah. It is. It, it really is. Because this is what we know, right? We come to know him, and that's part of our growth, right? We yeah. come to know and believe and trust and learn about who he is who the father is and what he has for us to do and what he has in store for us in the future but what we know from the day we're born is this world
4: yeah and and so he um he calls us to this embracing the cross you know denying yourself the um the the cost of embracing our alien status. But there was another guy who came up to him at that same time who said, Hey, I I will follow you, but let me first go bury my dad. And his dad wasn't dead yet by the, the way the sentence is constructed, construction constructed, I should say. And so, um, Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. Hmm. In other words, you leave and go proclaim. Come with me. Proclaiming the kingdom is the highest priority. Yeah, but, Doug, that's not realistic. Like, that's really not realistic for me. So you're saying if I follow Jesus, the highest priority in my life has got to be to go preach the gospel everywhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That should be your one of your your highest priorities as you're an ambassador for him.
3: It's not saying that you have to leave your workplace, right? So God not, puts us in he, different he, places. He does, and and I like what you've always said. The phrase you've always used to put him on display. Yes, right, and that can happen. God God has people in all walks of life doing that. Yes, I, I mentioned Larry the cable guy at the beginning of the broadcast about his faith. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, I hear this interview with him and it's powerful. Mm -hmm. And I went, wow, here's a guy who's pretty, you know, you wouldn't, you didn't know this about, and he's putting him on display. And that can happen whether you're a well-known comedian or, you know, you have a circle of 30 people that know you in your life and, you know, you put them on display and whatever you are. Part
4: of the issue for our culture is you get people that are all right let's just say for instance when somebody is a let's say cj stroud or uh or a hollywood celebrity i i just recently found out there's a guy who does an action series also has a bunch of youtube videos talking about jesus and people are not liking the fact that the action series he does has cussing in it it has uh like some nude scenes in there where people's bodies are Mm -hmm. being shown and all this. And, and so I I was just thinking about the fact that this guy's trying on his YouTube channel to get the word out about Jesus. And is he, um, seminary trained? No. Uh, he, you can tell from his videos, oh, that he's trying to do that. And I was thinking about the fact that, everybody knows who he is because he's in this TV series or movie series whatever what if David somebody knew who you were they watched you at work every day they watched everything about you and they were I mean you're you're putting yourself out there in scrutiny and you go yeah he chose that well maybe maybe he feels called to that is he doing it perfect maybe not but remember back, do you remember, David, Where go back to when you when did you
3: uh, first uh, start following Christ? I was brought up in the church, so as, as a kid, All I right. mean, in a lot of ways, but uh, I, so how, I had to, so God how, had to change me in yeah, a lot of ways yeah, over but, the but, years.
4: So, but how old are you? Like you're 60. 61. Now, right. So go back 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, people are watching everything you do. Where were you at in proclaiming Christ to people? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Different. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were were you publicly telling people about Jesus? Uh, I, are are you perfect? No. And and I'm not. I'm not trying to defend this guy. What I'm trying to say is, he's making an effort to get truth out
3: mm-hmm.
4: there. Um, my prayer for him is that somebody would come alongside him, mentor him, and help him. Right. Maybe they are. To see some of these things. But but as we look at what Jesus said, listen to what he said. Crowds tend to do something. And Jesus walked away from more crowds than he walked into. And in and, and Luke 14, there was a great crowd that accompanied him. And he turned and said, If anybody comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, children, brothers, sisters, even his own life, he can't be my disciple. Mm. That's pretty clear on the cost, right? And so it demands that we have an unrivaled
3: devotion for Jesus. Right. That's the issue. Right. By hate there, just to be clear, he means put secondary. Yes. He doesn't mean literally hate our parents. No, he's just saying that there's an unrivaled devotion. Yep. And so,
4: you know, we got to ask the question what is fueling my desire to follow jesus is it to get an x in the block is it to get a genie in the bottle to have a spiritual atm machine there just when i need it or is it because he is the only way i connect to the father the Hmm. only way my sins are forgiven and the only way i experience
3: true peace in life yeah amen so well we'll pick up on that and finish uh The broadcast for today, when we come back from our next break, our next and last break. Like Doug said yesterday, the last segment's a good time to call. If you have a question or a comment, 844-777-7928. We'll be right back on SWAT Radio.
1: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Joshua 1-9
5: states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio.
1: The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving San Marco at
4: 91.7. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes
5: you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad.
1: Stood on this
5: stage, night after night, reminding the
3: broken... Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary. Glad you're with us as we get to the last segment of the program today and uh, talking about uh, following Jesus, what Jesus had to say here um, in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, where it said, as Doug said, has said many times in this study, there aren't too many places where scriptures say um, Jesus proclaimed the gospel, mm-hmm. and then it says what he said when he was proclaiming the gospel. But here it does. It says, "The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, believe, and then in later in the following verses, follow, follow me, follow Jesus." And uh, we've talked a lot, Doug, about you know the forgiveness-only gospel that we hear plenty about say you're sorry for your sins yeah. and believe in Jesus and that's it. But we don't hear too much about the bookend things that Jesus mentioned here around repent and believe, which are the kingdom is here yeah, and what are the implications of that and follow or obey.
4: Yeah. Well, follow, follow means that you are, are following him, right? Not, <clears throat> not his teachings, I mean, this teachings are included, right. but him, mm. the, and that's, that's a you, you go be well, go. how do you follow a guy that, that lived 2000 years ago? Cause he still lives. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. It, you, you, it's not just about following his teachings, although he says, teach them to obey all I've commanded. So that's a part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, as we, we work through, um, you know, the, um, the, the rest of this just kind of getting to the end of chapter one, you know, we took the whole semester to go through chapter one. Um, what happened after Jesus called the disciples to follow, it says they went to Capernaum. Remember what happened before that he proclaimed in Nazareth. They wanted to kill him there. He said, this scripture has been fulfilled in your presence. In other words, I'm Messiah. He made the declaration And they wanted to kill him. And so he left and went to Capernaum, uh, which is the largest city on the Sea of Galilee. You've been there with me. It was a business hub for exporting fish, basalt, which was kind of a black stone, and then millstones, which was used to crush olive oil. And it was a big business area there. And um, even though Peter, Andrew, James, and John were from Bethsaida, they had relocated to Capernaum. And, uh, that's where they were. And, and so Jesus goes into the synagogue there. And when he's there, this demon surfaces out, comes out. I mean, there's a demon comes as it comes in the synagogue. He, uh, he, he cries out, what have you to do with us, Jesus? So he exposes the demons there. <laughs> there's demons in the synagogue. It wasn't like they just came in that day cause he was there. They had always been there. Hmm. And it was interesting as I worked through that. You see the ministry authority of Jesus there um, over disease, because remember, prior to that, he healed Peter's mother-in-law, right? And and then he goes into. Um, um, actually, I'm sorry. He went in the synagogue first. Then he. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a a mixture of the demons. Then he heals Peter's mother-in-law. He's healing other people. And there's demons again. So it's this mix of demons and physical healings that takes place to show he has authority over disease. He has authority over demons. And one of the greatest diseases of that time was leprosy. Mm. And it was the last part of chapter one where this leper comes up to him. And, um, When the leper came up to him, he says, if you will, you can make me clean. He doesn't say, if you will, you can make me well. He says clean because the leper was not clean. He couldn't go into the temple. He couldn't go into the synagogue. He couldn't be around people. He had to go around going unclean, unclean, unclean so that people would not get near him. And Jesus looked at the guy and said, I will be clean. And fulfilling scripture, they had built in the temple a court of the lepers where when the Messiah came, he was going to heal disease, according to Isaiah. And when a leper was healed, they would know Messiah was there. And what did Jesus tell them? He said, listen, don't say anything, anyone. Go to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. So he tells him to go do that. But what did the guy do? He goes out and he starts talking. Mm -hmm. He's talking. And as he's talking to people, then Jesus can't go anywhere. It says he couldn't go anywhere, anywhere longer, any to any city. And so that takes us up through the end of chapter one. And as we kind of, summed up that last part about the leper, the takeaways were that Jesus, Jesus allowed that leper to come into his presence. Everybody else would have disregarded that guy, mm. but Jesus is whoever is usually different than our whoever. And I remember kind of contemplating that thinking that, that nobody is outside of the reach of Jesus and a lot of times we limit him oh he can't save him he's too bad she's too bad but nobody's outside of his
3: uh ability to get a hold of their life and heal and the right attitude about that is if he got a hold of my life and changed me then there's nobody outside his reach because and i'm not i hope i'm not saying this just to say it cuz it sounds good but we know i know myself mm-hmm. i know the horrible things I've done in my life, mm-hmm. I know what a sinner I am. So, to your point, when we look at others and say, "Oh, he, that person's too far gone. He can't," well, what about me? Uh-huh. If He saved me, and and you know, I've mentioned this before. I think it's a line from uh, Philip Yancey's book called "What's So Amazing About Grace." If the gospel's not true for the worst serial killer, then it's not true for you and me. Yeah. Right. And yeah. uh, that's, that's a hard thing for a lot of people to swallow. And I understand that I, yeah. I get the hardness of that, but it is true. I remember being in Russia one time sitting at a table
4: with a, a, a pretty high up, uh, uh, government official. I mean, this guy was very intellectual, very well educated, uh, and an atheist. Right. And I'd share, I was sharing with him the gospel and he said, so, you're telling me that if Adolf Hitler repented and just said, I believe in Jesus, his sin, everything evil he ever did, he would be forgiven. I said, that's right. Mm. He goes, that's crazy. I said, I know. Yeah. It makes no sense. But that's what God says in his word. Yeah. And so <clears throat> here's the thing. Um, when you think about the leper, no leper had ever been healed, other than a Gentile, a guy named Naaman that we know of. And so, this was a almost a terminal social disease, a terminal uh, physical disease. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of um, analogies um, that correlate to our 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 living as as people who are. Um, Basically, it's a graphic illustration of sin in our own life. Leprosy was used as that way, right, to re- represent because um, the people um, were, well, leprosy spreads, right? It is it is spreadable uh, to other people and defile others, um, and it is uh, deeper than the surface. A lot of times, David, our sins, in fact, every time, our our uh, physical sins that we do are only the symptoms. Mm-hmm. The deeper issue is the heart issue, yeah. and leprosy is deeper than the surface. and And so, um, leprosy and sin is is really an outward, visible sign when we do sin of the inner corruption that's there, mm-hmm. and both are incurable apart from God. And so, the thing that struck me about this text is that Jesus cared deeply. It says he was moved with pity uh, over the pain and consequence of sin. And we all are lepers, and uh, he hurts over our pain. I, sometimes we forget that. We don't, we wonder. I know I've had conversations with people who wonder if God really cares. He does care. But the, the other thing that really struck me about this last part of Mark chapter one is that healed people want to tell everybody. Mm. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times do you see the healed people and they, Jesus said, don't go do yeah. tell anybody yet and, and they can't yeah. help themselves, right? Yeah. Um, why? Because they, something's changed. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was trying to say earlier. If somebody trusts Christ and they never want to tell anybody, you got to ask yourself, what has He changed in their life?
0: Because
4: mm-hmm. people that are healed want to tell people. Yeah, I, I I was talking to a guy yesterday, and you know what he said? He said, um, "You know what, Doug? I don't, I don't I don't share this a lot, but you know, I, I was really sick, and I was kind of frustrated, and I, I just prayed a prayer, simple prayer." god really i I just want you to take this away and he goes i prayed it that night the next morning i woke up and it was gone now you know in his mind did god heal his cold or whatever the point is he looked at god and i said is anything too small for god Mm -hmm. is anything too big for god if there's nothing too big there's nothing